0: Your weekly Selk grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down
1: to Play app. Welcome, and now, for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues.
2: Hello, and now for the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk podcast. In our Premier Division, Hornsey and Highgate 1, Park Quarles 2, and Trabs and Spore UK 4, AC United 6. 4 for Michael Jackson there for AC United. In Division 1, Chef Chalmers 1, Enfield United 2, Edmonton Rovers 1, AFC Oakwood 5, and in my game of the week, which I predicted a 4-1 win for Highgate Albion, FC Locomotive Thunder 1, Highgate Albion 1. Moving on to Division 2, we had Edmonton Lions 3, United House 3, Mill Hill Club de Football 1, Grange Park 6. And in my game of the week, AFC Rose 4, North London Athletic 3. I predicted a 4-1 win for us. Uh, it was a very tight game. North London Athletic uh, brought it very well. And um, yeah, we just managed to scrape the win. Moving on to Division 3, where we only had one game and it was our game of the week. Uh, Trent Park 1, Stratford Arms 1. I predicted a three-all draw in that match. I thought it would be a high-scoring affair, but uh, yeah, I predicted a very close game and it looked like it was there with a one-all draw. Moving on to Division 4, Barnett-Salsa 1, Roving Report with 2, FC Cricklewood 1, Gower-Phoenix 0, New Barnet 1, Sporting M14 1, Sopranos FC Together 5, Colney Houch Athletic 1. Our game of the week between Whetstone Wanderers, Old Boys, and NLR was postponed. Moving on to Division 5 Camden FC 1, Villa 1, Pro Panthers 4, North London Panthers 2, The Bandits 2, Armenian Youth Association 1, Underdogs 5, North Atletico Seniors 1, and in my game of the week, Borelli 4, Gospel Oak Football Club 5. I actually predicted a 4 1 win for Borelli. Just based on who they beat in the um, London Cup. In the London Junior Cup. But Gospelwork picking up a very good away win there. Moving on to Division 6. Grange Park Reserves 0. Stratford Arms Blues 4. London Wednesday 5. AFC Muswell Hill Seconds 2. Oak Hill 0. North London Wanderers 19. Yeah, that is actually 19. Uh, Uslot 2. AFC Edmonton 3 in our game of the week. I actually predicted a 3 2 AFC Edmonton win. I thought it would be a very close game and a very good win for AFC Edmonton there. Moving on into our cup results in the London Challenge Cup. Bayern never losing 3, Gal All Stars 4. Kind of defeats the name, doesn't it? Uh, Rising Ballers going out into shock. 2 3 loss to M Boys FC from the Met League as well. Uh, I heard there's a very good performance from Boys FC, so congratulations to them. The Rongans from Division 1, 2, Continental 2, Continental advancing, surviving on penalties there by 5-4. And in my game of the week in the London Cup, Highgate Albion 1, Lambert Full Stars 1. Uh, I thought uh, um, Lambert Full Stars would have too much for Highgate Albion and... Um, I didn't expect Hygge Albion to take them to pens, but I heard they were very impressive and actually were a better team. And I think Lambeth All-Stars actually were very high in praise of Highgate Albion and, and uh, you know, were lucky to get through. But they advanced to the next round. In the London Veterans Cup, Anatolians 3, London Turkish Masters Vets 1. And back to the Barnet Cup results, London Orient 2, Enfield Athletic 0 in an Intermediate Cup. North London Colts 3, Enfield Albion 1 after extra time. And Joga Benito 1, Brotherhood Cosy 1. That finished 4-1 on pens to Brotherhood Cosy. And with no fixtures this week due to uh, the upcoming lockdown, we're going to just run through the top scorers as well as look at the league tables. So in Division 6, the top scorers are Jerry Hassan for Muslop with 13, Tony Burke from London Wednesday with 12. And Jeffrey Corrado also from London Wednesday with 10. Into Division 5, the top scorers are Aaron Kennedy from Clerkenwell with 10. Eben Mbona from North London Panthers with 8. And is a three-way tie for third. We've got Olu Akinola from the Bandits. James Irish from Camden FC. And Frankie Nataro from Clarkenwell on six goals. Um... Moving on to Division 4 top scorers, we've got Godfrey Burko and Aaron Madison. Godfrey Godfrey Burko from New Barney, Aaron Madison from Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys on eight. We have Villavese Cesar from Sopranos FC Together and Fabian Farley from Roving Reporters on six. And in third place, we have Doral Duraku from NLR and Matthew Silver from Sporting M 14 Moving on to the Division 3 top scorers, we have Bradley Swell from Stratford Arms on 8, Jack Davis from Stratford Arms on 7, and James Woodhouse from Trent Park on 6. Into Division 2 top scorers, we have Chindin Odiaka from GTFA on 8, Sonny Stewart from AFC Rose on 7, and Nicholas Azpadi from Shentry Athletic on 5. Into Division One's top scorers, we have Alfie Francis from Highgate Albion Reserves on nine, Reece Richards from the Wrongans on seven, and Andreas Anastasiou from Kadara's Town on six. Into the Prem top scorers, we have Andrew Senesi of Continental and Riddy Curry of Traps and Spore UK tied on six. In second place, we have Mert Gales of Traps and Spore UK, Lonit Tala and Dylan Randall from Rising Ballers on five. And we have a host of names in third place, including Hamza Bin Semakula from Rising Ballers, Nicholas Brown from Park Royals, Reese Ellis from Takers, Jake Henry Cass and Solomon Ofori from Highgate Albion, and Micah Jackson from AC United. Now for a look at the tables. In our Premier Division, at the top of the table is Rising Ballers uh, with 15 points from five games. 30 goals scored, four conceded. Behind them is Takers with three wins and no losses on nine points. Highgate Albion just behind them on nine points as well, but with a loss. Traps and Spore UK and Park Rolls on seven. AC United, AC Finchley and Hornsey and Highgate are on six points and at the bottom of the table are Gower All-Stars and Continental with zero points from four games. Into Division 1, AFC Oakwood sit top of the league, unbeaten in five on 13. Behind them, we have Highgate Albion Reserves and Northumberland Park Rangers on 12. The Rongans continue to move up the table. They're in third place on 11, followed by Qadaris Town on 10, Enfield United on six, Locomotive Thunder and Chef Chow and Berbers on four, Peckinsport, Peckin on two. And bottom of the table, Edmonton Rovers on one. Into Division two. Shentry Athletic, top of the league. uh, Six games and 13 points. Uh, Following behind them is AFC Rose with 12 points from four games. United House with 11 points from five. We've got GTFA on nine. Followed by Mill Hill Club, de football on six. Grange Park picking up their first win of the season. Moves them on to five points. Edmonton Lions on four, North London Athletic and Intermill Hill on three, and bottom of the table, winless from four games at Anatolians on zero. (laughs) Moving on to the Division Three table, we have Hendonians top of the table, 16 points from seven games, followed by Trent Park on 15, London Orient on 14, Stratford Arms unbeaten in five with a 22 goal difference on 13. North London Colts on six, AFC Muswell Hill who have only played two games on three, Enfield Albion with one win and six on three, Arnest Rangers on two, Highgate Albion thirds on one, and Enfield Athletic bottom of the league without a point. Moving on to Division 4, where we have a three-way tie at the top of the table between Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys, FC Cricklewood and Roven Reporters. In a very tight division with a four-way tie for second as Sopranos FC Together, Gower Phoenix, Brotherhood Cosy, and Yoga Benito are on 9 points. Followed by NLR on 8, Sporting M14 and New Barnet are on 5 and Joint Bottom are Barnet, South and Colney Hatch Athletic on 3. Into Division 5 which sees the Underdogs top on 13 points, followed by Clarkenwell with 11 The Bandits, who are unbeaten in four, on ten. Pro Panthers on nine. A host of teams on seven points, including Camden FC, Borelli, Gospel Oak Football Club, Armenian Youth Association and North London Panthers. Maida Villa on four points. Real Menza on three from two games. And North Atlético Seniors on zero. Into division six, where we have North London Wanderers on top with 13 points, Uslot and London Wednesday on 12, three-team tie in third, whetstone wanderers under 23s, AFC Oakwood reserves and AFC Edmonton on 9 points, Stratford Arms Blues on 6, AFC Muswell Hill seconds, and Grange Park reserves on three GTFA second team have yet to play. They're on zero and Oak Hill also on zero with a minus 53 goal difference. Um, We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.
0: Daniel here from Upton Park Ladies in the Greater London Women's League. Um, Report of last weekend's game it was a 1 0 draw in the Newham Derby against Forest Crusaders. Took a 1 0 lead early on, first 10 minutes. Um, really dominant for 30 minutes. Um, us going and seeing uh, Forest Crusaders play the week before because of our game being called off for a waterlogged pitch really was beneficial. We really got the tactics right. Played a decent line, which, um, a low block, which Stop them from penetrating us um, with long balls, um, because I noticed that that was their game. Their number 10 liked to ping the ball over the top of the defence, but we made sure our defensive line was close enough to the goalkeeper that anything that did run through behind was close enough for her to um, mop up, if you like. Um, So we dominated, like I said, for 30 minutes, got the goal, and then... And we got the goal in ten minutes. Dominated for a good fifteen twenty minutes after that. Great phases of play, attacking phases of play. We were great on the transition as well. Something that we'd struggled at in you know the start of the season. Um, we didn't. Re- I think the players didn't really know their their roles and responsibilities, which is natural for a new club. Uh, players playing in different positions, trying to work out where they're where they're most strongest and most compatible. Um, with each other but the hard work that we've set in place has really started to click in now and it's such a shame for us that lockdown has obviously come about again because it's really gonna obviously put a stop to our football but also football across the country which is a shame but we feel like it's such a shame for us because we're a brand new club and it's been stop start and just as we've got that little bit of momentum, the previous result was a, a nil nil draw, and then this result um finished one all and we felt like we're now in in starting to get into every single game and stay into it for the courses for the course of the match, whereas in previous games we were dropping off um in the second half a little bit we probably were not match fit enough and even that's come along so now to do four weeks and potentially if it gets extended um even further which it they're saying it might especially football being normally the last thing to come out uh to come back after a lockdown as we know and seen before it, it might mean you know six or eight weeks that we're without football and that might affect them we've done some uh coaching plans for the next four to eight weeks for the girls some will stick to it some won't and we'll see but we'll see those that do uh, when they come back right but yeah the game finished one all um some really poor refereeing decisions. young inexperienced
3: Hello and welcome to the Hearts Advertiser Sunday Football League section of the Selk podcast. Um, yeah, obviously, with the recent announcements of uh, the lockdown, etc., this is probably going to be the last one for a few weeks. Uh, so, just got a few things to run by. Obviously, no fixtures to, to talk about for this upcoming weekend, unfortunately. Um, but we have got the results. Um, despite the weather, uh, we did manage to get a number of games played. I think it was about 12. Um, So about half the games, it's not too bad. Uh, And then I just wanted to sort of give a bit of an update in regards to uh, league positions and goal scorers as well. So starting off with the results, I'll just quickly run through them. So in the Premier Division, uh, Phoenix 3, Plough and Harrow 2. In Division 1, Hilltop Reserves 3, AFC London Road Reserves 1. In Division 2, Little Heath 2, AFC Mims 2, Pinewood 3, Welling Warriors 1, St. George's 2, Harpen and Colt Old Boy Reserves 3 and Wheathamsted 89 5, New Greens 0. In Division 3, Bournewood Raiders 3, Forza Watford 1 and Mermaid 3, Phoenix 1. In Division 4, Hatfield Mosquitoes 5, Wrestlers 5, Royston Rangers Reserves 1, Welling Pegasus 4, Welling Warriors Reserves 5. Brookmans Park Reserves 1, and in the Hearts Advertiser Cup semi-final, Hilltop 1, Skewbridge 4, uh, and Skewbridge will play London Road in the final of a date still to be confirmed. Uh, that's all the Cups finished now, so I suppose that's one positive to take from this uh, this break that we're going to have coming up. Um, all four cup finals—the junior, the intermediate, the KO Cup, and the Challenge Cup—all uh, all finished now. All at final stage, and uh, yeah, what? Once we're back playing again, we'll uh, we'll have an update on in regards to those as well. Uh, moving on now, I'm just going to run through the goal stores for each division. Um, just the top three or four, two or three, whatever from each division. Um, I'll start off with the Premier Division. So there's, there's quite a lot of players on four goals. There's like five or six people, so I'm not going to run through all their names. Um, at the moment, second top scorer in the Prem is Ryan Nelson of Hilltop. He's got five goals from four games. And in uh, leading the way in the Premier Division at the moment, as per his team, Brookmans Park, is Callum Bayliss got six goals in seven games. Uh, in Division One, Uh, Billy Lobjoy and Louis Lobjoy, both of Bournemouth Rovers, both on nine goals. Um, Billy doing it in fewer games than his brother. Um, In second place, Matt Standen of FC Welling, who are obviously well on top of this division at the moment, undefeated as well. Uh, He's got 10 goals in six games. Uh, But leading the way is Alex Garvey of BWSC with 11 goals in five games. Very impressive there from him. Uh, In Division 2, in third place at the moment is Sam Spranger. Of Harpin and Colt Old Boy Reserves. He's managed six goals in five games. Jay Champkins Drain from Player Packs has got seven from seven. Uh, but leading the way is Ashley Fongo from AFC MIMS with eight goals in five games. Very good. In Division Three, uh, we have Ashley DeFries of Beehive Reserves, Giuseppe Delgadio of Forza Watford, and Joe Geddes of The Mermaid, all with six goals. But leading the way in that division, also from the Mermaid, is Stephen Maitland, who's got eight goals in seven games. And finally, in Division 4, some impressive uh, goal scoring here. So in third place at the moment uh, in the goal scoring charts is Gregor Macintosh from, uh, Gregor McIntosh, sorry, from League Leaders Hatfield Seniors, with 12 goals in seven games. Uh, just as impressive um, 14 goals in nine games from Jack Kendrick Gibson of Welling Pegasus. But leading the way uh, with an astonishing 25 goals in seven games is Ashley Kingston of the wrestlers. After two months of the season then, going to have a bit of a checkpoint in regards to the league tables, see where they're at. I'll also see where my predictions are at as well. Um, So I'll start from the bottom up. So in Division 4... In third place, uh, with 15 points from nine games, uh, well in Pegasus. Credit to them, the young lads there. They came straight in from youth football last season. They're third in the league, behind two very good sides at that level. So well done to them. Uh, In second place, uh, all of Ashley Kingston's 25 goals couldn't quite get them to the top of the table but wrestlers sit with 17 points from eight games uh, in second place I did say in my predictions I think that they'd be up there Um, and also in my predictions who I said I thought would be up there and would win it are Hatfield Seniors 21 points from seven games Um, I know they had one guy in the top three goal scoring charts I think if you went down and did the top 10 I think they've got four Uh, they score a lot of goals 100% record one of only two teams I believe with 100% record now Um, really really good for them I I wouldn't expect anyone else to win that league at the moment I'll put my neck on the line with that one Uh, I think Curtis and the lads down at Hatfield Seniors have done fantastic so far and I think that will continue as and when we are able to play again Uh, in Division 3 then so in third place uh, Beehive reserves with 15 points from 8 games Uh, a lot of that team made up of our old third team so I'm glad to see uh, James and the boys doing well there uh, after what what was a pretty shaky start from them In second place, only on goal difference, is Forza Watford. And I must stress, they do have a game in hand uh, over the Mermaid, who also have 18 points. Theirs is from eight games, whereas Forza's is from seven. And a bit of a special mention to Bournemouth Raiders, who, after losing all of their opening games, have now gone on to win three on the spin uh, and gone from bottom to sixth. Um, fantastic win at the weekend for them over the then league leaders and current joint leaders, Forza Watford, who are also unbeaten, so they also took the scalp of uh, one of the last 100% records available, there's only two left now, so well done to Owen and the boys there. In Division 2, Um, Pinewood in third with 14 points from eight games level with little Heath who are ahead by goal difference with 14 points from eight games, but top of the shot, five points clear, um, 19 points from seven games undefeated, just one draw. And six wins uh, for Player Packs, who were my team for if I f- if they were there or thereabouts at Christmas. I think they're going and challenge. Well, they're obviously doing that a little bit earlier. So fantastic! Uh, just a bit of shout out to my other team that I said from that league, the team that are back to win it. We Amsterdam 89, our old rivals from last year and the year before. Um, after a bit of a shaky start, they've got three wins on the spin. They're up to fourth as well. Watch out for them. I think they'll uh, they, they'll be pushing the Player Packs when they um, when we when we resume. In Division 1, BWSC lost their unbeaten record. Um, They're now in third place with 12 points from five games. Uh, Bournemouth Rovers, really informed team at the moment in Division 1, other than the league leaders. Four wins on the spin from them. They beat us the other week. uh, 15 points from seven games. They've got goals all in their team. Uh, Really good side. And and they'll be the ones to push FC Welling all the way, I think, in this league. But top of the shot, credit where credit's due. FC Welling doing fantastic at the moment and uh, yeah 19 points from 7 games and undefeated Uh, now onto the Premier Division in 3rd place are the Beehive with 11 points from 7 games Uh, after a shaky start where I think they lost 9-1 in one of their games as well they've picked up a couple of cracking wins and are really in form at the moment Um, they beat Blackbridge Jacks 5-1, they beat London Road 3-0 uh, and they'll be gutted that the seasons took had to take a stop because uh, they, were, they were flying in the last few weeks. In second place, my tip for the Premier Division, Skewbridge 12 points from four games, undefeated one of only two 100% records in the whole league. Um, I think they will win this league. They've had a lot of cup games which obviously they've won as well, reached two cup finals um, they're in second at the moment and top of the shot, Brookmans Park, 14 points from seven games. They were obviously undefeated until I started backing them so apologies for that um, but yeah, fantastic start for the season they would have took that all day long I think if you had told them that at the start of the season Um, and that's it for this week thank you very much for listening Um, apologies you're not going to hear my voice for the next four weeks but look it is what it is everyone stay safe and hopefully we'll be back playing again um, safely and um, back enjoying it again very very soon cheers thank you
4: Hello and welcome to the Maidstone and Mid Kent section of the Cell Podcast. I'm Ian and I'm here to bring you all the news, views and information from around the league, along with the results and fixtures as part of the weekly show. It's week 7, which saw a reduced number of fixtures, 7 second round cup ties, and a division 2 match. Some great games as part of the Challenge Cup as the magic of the cup was in full force, several ties went to penalties and there was even the odd upset. I'll bring you a full roundup of scores and match reports as part of the results show. We've got a bumper show for you as we have the Consolation Cup first round draw, Presidents Cup A and B round two draws and Steve Taylor starts the interviews of the league committee which we spoke about on the show last week. But first, let's catch up with the league news. As England prepares for lockdown 2.0 which starts at midnight on Wednesday the 4th, the FA have now released an official statement to confirm all grassroots football will be suspended during that period. The new lockdown is due to end in early December, but as we know, advice and restrictions can change quite rapidly. For the moment, the Maidstone and Mid-Kent League 2021 season unfortunately is on hold and will resume as soon as it's safe to do so, based on guidance from the National and County FA. The League would like to thank everyone who's worked hard to get the season up and running so far, and all those that have followed strict guidelines to allow grassroots football to take place. We hope it won't be too long before the season resumes. Don't forget to stay in touch with all your players during lockdown. Some great activities shown by many clubs during the last lockdown. Tag us in with all your great activities. There are lots of tools out there for teams to host online quizzes, virtual pubs and socials. Lockdown can be a lonely, difficult and stressful time. So please reach out to everyone associated with your club once in a while. And remember, everyone is different. It's okay not to be okay. In other news, whilst teams take a break from fixtures and midweek training it's a great time for clubs who aren't part of the Charter Standard Programme to get their applications in to the Kent FA. Support is still available online from the league to achieve this which essentially is a couple of hours work if that and then leads to your club achieving the status and receiving a set of 10 night match balls and a £100 night voucher. Each season your club can look forward to the following benefits. Priority access to supporting and funding via the Kent FA. A charter mark that's recognisable to all players, officials and sponsors as a well-run club. Continued free equipment and vouchers each season. Please remember the league is a charter standard league. 75% of all the clubs are now nationally recognised as a charter standard club. So if your club isn't, it's time to become part of the majority. Please contact the league directly or me personally on the show and ask for more details. It's the perfect time to complete this work. That's it for league news, remember for any other questions or queries you know the drill email us info at whitehorsefootballclub.co.uk twitter at white__horse__fc and instagram at white.horse.fc So let's get down to business and have a look at the results from the weekend. In the second round of the Challenge Cup Division 2 Aylesford Reserves took on Invictus Sunday from the league below. Ellsford started brightly, Jack Salisbury was a constant threat down the left, with Tommy Whitnell and Carl Warburton providing a real handful up top. Ellsford took the lead after 15 minutes, Tommy Whitnell twisting and turning in the area before he slotted his shot low past the keeper. Ellsford continued to dominate and doubled their lead just before half time. Jack Salisbury's cross into the area was met by Sam Edwards who fired into the bottom corner from 10 yards. After the break, Jack Salisbury saw his effort come back off the bar, only for Sam Edwards to be on hand to head in the rebound and make it 3. Jack Salisbury then got himself on the score sheet, heading in Tommy Whitnell's cross at the far post, and Chris Patey headed in Kyle Warburton's corner. A quick throw by Jamie Badger set Jack Salisbury down the left, whose cross was deflected past the Invicta keeper to make it 6-0. Invicta did pull one back, a smart corner was squeezed in at the near post by Cameron Usmar. But Ellsford found time for another, Chris Patey met a Kyle Warburton corner powering his header past the Invicta keeper. Special mention to the Invicta goalkeeper who pulled off some first class saves in that match and Jamie Badge who was awarded man of the match for Ellsford. Ellsford marched into the quarter final. Final score from the recreation ground, Ellsford reserves 7, Invicta Sunday one. Barming Colts welcomed Barming Blues in a round 2 derby match. No team sheet for barring blues, so I'm unable to give you their goal scorers. But Blues impressively led Colts 4-3 as goals from Tom Carr and a Brett brace for Colts didn't look like it was going to be enough to get them into the next round. That was until substitute Curtis Buckingham popped up with an 89th minute equaliser. The match then went to pens. Samuel Reed rescued Colts as he saved three penalties and they squeezed through 7-6 to secure a place in the quarterfinals. The Fish suffered a 7-0 defeat to K-Sports. They've struggled recently for players but were in the game at half-time as both sides failed to score. But with a limited squad, K-Sports then turned up the gas, and hat-tricks from King Barry Smith, Oli Bartram and a goal from Suli Kumulat saw K-Sports run out comfortable winners and book a place in the quarter-finals. Larkfield and Newhithe hosted Langley in an All-Division 1 tie. Larkfield started brightly and midway through the first half, Dean Gobble was fouled 30 yards out. A dangerous free kick from Danny Seam was clipped in by Danny Skinner and the host went 1-0 up. Both teams matched each other for the remainder of the first half, each having their chances, the best of which fell to Andy Wells who found himself through on goal, only for his effort to go wide past the post. Langley took the game to Larkfield into the second half and they got the goal they deserved. Zaf Adkin beat his defender and found his strike partner Andy Wells, who made no mistake this time as he slowed the ball home aboard Langley level. Langley continued to create, but Adam Stone stood strong in the Larkfield goal and his efforts were complemented by a corner at the other end. The ball wasn't cleared and after a goal scramble, Dave Allen slammed it home to give Larkfield the lead, but Langley dug deep and their efforts paid off in the final minutes. A Tommy Stamp corner wasn't cleared and with the ball bouncing around the box, Charlie Penzar was on hand to get it over the line. With the scores tall at full-time, the game went to penalties. Both teams converted their first five spot kicks as it moved to a tense sudden death. A great save from Chris Barrett gave the advantage to Langley, but their next taker suffered the pressure and he missed. Carl Jones then converted for Larkfield and Langley missed their second penalty in a row and the shootout ended 7-6 to Larkfield as they move into the quarterfinals. Division 2, Maidstone Tempest went down fighting against Park Royal from the Premiership first half goals from Jonathan Maynard, Sam Maynard and Brace meant they were fully in the match at half-time, but Park Royal were too strong over the 90. Lincoln Williams, Jack Horton with Braces as well as goals from Bradley Fox, Mackenzie Gardner saw them run out of 6-3 winners and book their place in the quarter-finals. Marden Miners faced Aylesford in an all-premiership tie, Bradley Watkins opening the scoring for Marden, but Ashley Russell brought Aylesford level as the first half finished all-square. James Geimer put Marden back in front, Ben Ashley Russell quick fire double gave him a hat-trick and Aylesford the lead for the first time. Ed Thorne made up for his miss the previous week to fire home in the 89th minute and make it 3 all. The game went to penalties, Marden keeper Jamie Minshaw was then the hero of the shootout as he saved Aylesford's first penalty, Tyler Money then hit the post and missed for Marden which levels things up, it then looked like it was going to go to sudden death. Tyler Smith scoring the last penalty for Marden, but then Aylesford missed their last spot kick to mean Marden snuck through 4-3 winners in the shootout and book their place in the quarters. The final cup tie of the day saw Division One White Horse welcome Gold Stars from the Premiership in their Sittingbourne derby. The sides having not faced each other before, and with Gold Stars led by former White Horse reserves manager Tom Clark, meant there was plenty to play for as well as a place in the next round. The Bredman started confidently and were rewarded with some early pressing. Gold Stars keeper Ian Black took on too much with Jacob Walter halting him down and he was dispossessed easily allowing Walter to slot home and put Whitehorse in the driving seat. Walter then turned provider, he fed Dominic Mir who left the Gold Stars back line flat footed as he broke through, calmly rounding the keeper and scoring his 2nd goal in 2 games as the Bredman started to boss the game. Gold Stars best chances came from 2 long range free kicks which were fired well over by captain Eddie Davis. John South and Liam Stone both went close for Whitehorse before Craig Whalen picked up the ball wide right and his 25-yard effort went into the bottom corner to effectively secure the game before half-time. Second half saw the Bredman keep the ball well and control the tempo, Joe Borman and John South with close efforts, before substitute Tom Woolen unselfishly laid off to Captain Jacob Walter who fired home to make it four. Gold Stars did manage a consolation late on, a nice switch of play from the right found space and the ball fired across the box allowed Chris Foote to fire high into the net. A confidence display from the Breadmans, sees them book a place in the quarter-finals at the expense of Premiership opposition. Final score at the City School, Whitehorse 4, Gold Stars 1. Finally, in Division 2, the only league match that was played, Whitehorse Jaguars lost 8-0 to AFC Phoenix. No team sheet from Phoenix, so I'm unable to give you their goal scorers. And that's it for results from the weekend. So as we mentioned, Steve Taylor has been on the road to catch up with the league committee who facilitate football in the Maidstone and Mid-Kent League. And the first stop was league chairman and referee David Borton.
5: We're going to run a little feature every week in the podcast called uh, Who Are You? And we will be talking to some of the people that uh, are on our league committee and some people that help us out. And this week we start with the league chairman, David Borton. So David, you've been chairman of the league for a little while now. Give us a bit of background into your football knowledge and I think you used to play a little bit when you were a little bit younger.
6: I did play a little bit, yeah. I played uh, Saturday and Sunday football up till I was 35, so what, nearly 20 years ago. Um, played for Malgo, I used to play on Pendant Leaf when we had two pitches. And I ran me a team on a Sunday called Noonan Court who played in the in the heyday of the Mason mckent Sunday League in the late 80s, when I think we had 84 teams playing um, in local Sunday football, uh, packed up playing. The team packed up when I was sort of 35, wanted to stay in, in the game, uh, then took a refereeing course and did a bit of refereeing. Um, and prior to sort of packing up football, got involved with the league as a, as a what we call a league rep. We've got a couple of those at the moment. We've got Craig Nyberg from East Morning and in and Angela read from Victor Sunday that sit on the League Management Committee. So I did that for a few seasons um, and then got involved with the league, sat on the League Management Committee um, and became chairman probably oh, 13, 14 years ago. So a long time.
5: And you've also uh, spent a little bit of time, uh, I know, on the Kent FA as one of what was then 66 representatives on like a voluntary governing board. So it's uh, quite an experience, I'm sure.
6: Yeah, it was, Steve. Yeah, I did that for... Uh, two or three seasons uh, sat on the Kent FA uh, council as we call it Um, and it's sort of gone full circle because I've actually got back involved with that this season and uh, sit on what we call the Division 3 so if you don't know Kent football is split into four areas Division 1, 2, 3 and 4 Maidstone, Ashford Tunbridge Tunbridge Wells teams playing Division 3 and uh, I sit on the the committee of that which meets uh, and governs the the local football scene as well.
5: And is that something that you would encourage people to get involved in or is it uh, you think you've done your stint and that's enough, you should move on?
6: Oh, encouraging everyone to get involved with football. Um, you know, it's been, it's been great for me, playing and on the administrative side of things and, and make some great friends and acquaintances. And, you know, still a game that I love and, and enjoy getting out on a Sunday morning and, and doing a bit of refereeing and seeing a lot of friends and, you know, doing that thing. So, yeah, I really enjoy it.
5: And also, uh, I know that you're uh, an avid uh, Gillingham fan. So, um, do you want to talk about some of the highs and lows of Gillingham? They may well be...
6: Uh... Yeah, I've been a season ticket holder now for 20 se- twenty seasons, I think it is. Um, there's certainly some ups and downs with Jules during that time. Um, obviously, a couple of trips to Wembley and a couple of losses there and a couple of wins. Um, you know, it's, it's good to go along and see some professional football. Um, something they've always done. We've got two... two Two boys that are mad and fans as well and have travelled quite extensively following them away from home as well. I think I've probably done about eighty eighty grounds. Um so but not so much recently. But no, I, I do enjoy getting along and I miss it to some degree and, and latterly um since Mason's been back I've been uh, going and watching quite a bit of football there as well. I've been involved my company is involved with them as as a and uh, been a supplier to them for, for many years and support them as best we can. So it's been good to catch up with him as well.
5: So, uh, obviously, on a Sunday morning, we can usually see you uh, running around uh, Moat Park or places like that. How would you describe your refereeing style?
6: Stationary, Steve, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I um, didn't want to mention that. But. No, a few of my mates say that uh, I sort of churn up the centre circle a little bit. I mean, I'm carrying a few stone overweight, and, but, you know, it's, it, it's about enjoyment and, and trying to make it enjoyable for the players and... Um, you know, I think as I, as I get older, um, maybe my patience has waned a little bit. But uh, I, you know, I still enjoy and hopefully can bring something to the table still.
5: That's good. So um, as a referee, are you uh, one that sort of engages with players and talks to them as they go through the game, or are you a, a sort of a quiet referee that just kind of lets the play flow and get on with it?
6: No, I would say that I'm not a quiet referee. I try and get myself involved. You know, I learnt that lesson fairly. Early on, you know, you think you could manage players, but there are some players that are unmanageable, and the only way they'll, they'll understand is if you, you know, you show them a yellow or red card. Um, so I think, you know, I try and, and manage it as best I can, but there are times when you just got to do your job. And uh, and I think at the end of the day, you know, players want strong referee, and I feel like I'm a, a fairly strong referee, and, and and they know what they're going to get with me.
5: So one final question and putting you on the spot a little bit: um, If there's one rule in football that you could change uh, to make it presumably better, um, what what would you what would you like to see? That's a tough
6: question, Steve. That caught me right on the hop. Um, I mean, the offside rule needs certainly sorting out a little bit, certainly with this VAR fiasco that we've been having. Um, so I think that definitely needs some working workings on. Um, but you know, at the end of the day. It's the most popular sport in this country by a country mile. The lads enjoy playing and getting involved and it's really important that they're out there on a Sunday morning. And there's definitely been a resurgence in the, resurgence in the last five or six seasons and more players getting involved
5: and actively getting involved. OK, well, thanks for your time, David. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again sometime throughout the season and uh, keep huffing and puffing around that centre circle. Thank you, Steve.
4: That was League Chairman David Borton, Steve Taylor with the questions. Thank you for that, guys. And finally, as promised, we've got the Cup Draws. Remember that all around the league show is the only place you can hear them first. Ian Tucker is the Drawmaster and League Secretary Steve Taylor and League Chairman David Borton with the all-important balls. First up is the Consolation Cup.
7: It's time now to do the draw for the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday League. This is the Consolation Cup, tournament reinstated this season. And uh, these teams went out in the first round stage of the uh, the Challenge Cup. So this is another chance for them to uh, enter a cup competition and hopefully pick up some silverware towards the end of the season. So for this, we've got um, 16 teams taking part. We have uh, 16 balls in our bag. And Dave uh, Borton, the league chairman, is going to pick the home teams. And league secretary Steve Taylor will be selecting the away side. So, uh, Steve, are you happy they're all... Uh, All present and correct.
5: Yep, all ready to go.
7: Lovely, Okay, So, uh, David, over to you for the first one out tonight. Okay, first one out tonight is number 12. So, number 12, that's Kent Sands United.
5: We'll play number 16.
7: Number 16, that's AFC Phoenix. Number 15. 15 is uh, Snodland Town, home advantage for them against... Number 2. Number 2, that's Park Royal Reserves. Number nine. Nine, that's uh, Invicta Rangers. We'll play number 11. And that's East Mallin Reserves. Number six. Six gives home advantage to Leybourne Chase. Number three. And they'll be at home to Minter. Number five. Five is uh, Cross Keys. Number eight. And they will be playing Leybourne.
6: Number
7: 13. All well, 13, same with the layborn theme. This is Layborn Angels. So 13 layborn Angels at home two. Number 4. Number 4, that's White Horse Jaguars. Number 14. 14 is uh, Walnut Wanderers. Number 10. And number 10 is Cockteaf and Farley. And number 1. Number 1, Rubicon Limerick. Last one in, we'll play number seven. And that's number seven, Valence. So those are the eight ties which will be played on Sunday, the 6th of December. And good luck to all those sides taking part.
4: Some great cup ties there. They were due to be played early December, but with the new lockdown in place, please be patient with dates for these fixtures, which of course will be confirmed for our full time as soon as possible. Next up is the President's A and B round two cup draws. Ian, Steve and David with the draws once again.
7: Okay, it's time now for the Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday League, the 2020-21 President's A Cup draw. And these uh, ties at the quarterfinal stage now will be played on Sunday, the 22nd of November. Uh, Joining me here are the League Chairman Dave Borton and uh, League Secretary Steve Taylor. So, uh, Steve, as you're the... uh, Man, with, man in the, with the nose, you'll be, hopefully there'll be eight balls in there ready to, uh, ready to pick out.
5: All there, mate. All there. Right,
7: we're all ready and raring to go. Okay, so here we are. We've, uh, uh, Steve is doing the honours first. We're doing the home teams for us. David will pick the, uh, the away side. So, uh, Steve, over to you.
5: First out, number
7: four. Uh, number four, that's Park Royal. We'll playing number seven. And they're at home to Marden Miners. Uh, number three. Number three is Aylesford. We'll play number six. Number six, David, that's uh, Larkfield and New Hive Wanderers. Uh, number one. And one, Sutton Valens Athletic. We'll play number eight. And that is Barmin Colts. And number two. Last uh, one out. So number two is K Sports Express. And hope that leaves one ball, which is number five. That's one we're missing, and that's uh, Rubicon Limerick. So, uh, good luck to all eight teams. Place in the semi-final, up for grabs. Time now for our next draw, and this is the uh, Maidstone and Midken Sunday League, the President's Cup Group B. Place in the semi-finals, up for grabs. And uh, David Boughton, the chairman of the league, Steve Taylor, the secretary. ...of the league are here to, uh, to make that draw. So we've got uh, eight balls in the bag. Just check those, just for a last-minute check. They're, yep. they're all in. They're in and ready to go. Uh, on this occasion, David will be uh, selecting our home team. Steve will do the away side. So, David, over to you. OK,
6: so the first one out of the bag is number three.
7: At number three, that's Balm Blues. Uh, number five. And they will be at home to so number five, Laybourne Angels... Number six. Number six is Whitehorse Jaguars. And number one. A home advantage for Whitehorse against Aylesford Reserves. Number eight. Number eight next out is Snodland Town. And they will be at home to. Number two. Number two, that's Park Royal Reserves. Number seven. Number seven is uh, Laybourne Chase, which means we are missing the final one, which oh, should be number, the bag, number four. Number four. That's the one we wanted. AFC Phoenix. So those are our ties for the quarterfinal stage. Just good luck to all those sides.
4: Thanks for that, guys. Another very professional draw there. None better in the business. As with the Constellation Cup, President's Cup fixtures will remain pending until the league can confirm the date for these via the full-time website. So unfortunately no fixtures for next week, as mentioned earlier in the show that will be the case as restrictions stay in place. The league will be guided by the government and Kent FA as to when it's safe to resume fixtures. And you can give them a follow at Kent FA on Twitter or visit the Kent FA website, kentfa.com to stay up to date with all the latest info. That's all we've got time for this week, thanks to Larkfield, Langley, Marden, Whitehorse and Ellsford Reserves for all getting in touch with the show. Unfortunately, there'll be no show next week as the season gets temporarily put on hold. Please stay safe. I'll be back in the podcast hot seat as soon as the season resumes. Until then, remember, it's always more than just football.
0: Having trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for
8: free in the App Store and Google Play. Hello. And welcome to our all-around the leagues recording, in bringing you news and updates from the North Kent Sunday Football League. We start today by confirming the results from Sunday, the first of November. In the senior division, Longfield Athletic Two, the Albion nil. In Division One, New Ash Green versus Marley Rolls was postponed. In Division Two, Swanscombe Tigers Reserves versus Sean Hyam was postponed. Springhead Park versus yeld Leather Bottle was abandoned Graves and Spartans one, Rising Eagles nil. In Division three, Welling Park Wanderers three, Taverners nil, Phoenix Sports five, Irith Town nil Guru Nanak three, AFC Bells one, Graves and Vipers four, Halls Athletic eight. In Division four, Dartford Athletic Nil, Hollisters three. Zen's one Gravesend Cricketers three, Nuevo Club one Ridgeway Darts eight. In the GNM Motors Cup round two, Six Bells versus Cobham was postponed, and Dartford Eagles versus Hive Titans was also postponed. In the Senior Cup round two, Slay Green Railway nil, Sun eleven, AFC Oddfellows three, Newtown Cobras two. Shaun versus Rao Gamer was postponed. Swanscombe Tigers versus Valley Rovers was postponed, and Riverview United three, South of two after extra time. In the John Robinson League Cup A round one, Blackline Hartley one, Gravesend United two. In the John Robinson League Cup B Group One, Queen nil, Darston Athletic three. And in the John Robinson League Cup B Group 2, the Rose Athletic 3, Guru Nanak Reserves 1. That's all for this week. We'll be back with more news and updates from the North Kent Sunday League next week.
9: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Um, Welcome back to the Salt Podcast with a run through of what's gone on in the Met League at the last couple of weeks. I saw fingers while I'm back, representing by Never Losing, I know. Been a while for a long time been a while it's been away I've been away for a long time I should say but you know life's been hectic for everyone quite clearly in life right now but we move as they say so I'll let you give you a run through what's gone on in the Met League in the last couple of weeks very exciting there's some very controversial um, results and fixtures of recent that's gone on so I thought it's only fair to give you guys a little run through so, I'm going to start it from last Sunday. Anyways, last Sunday we had a couple of games. Weather wasn't the greatest. M Boys beating Kawuya 3 2 in the one-point premiere. Golden Eagles, they drew 3 3 with Santa Cruz. Grand Athletic, they went on to beat Javelas 4 0. Good team, Grand Athletic. They're going to test a lot of people this year. Also, doing well in the London Cup. So are M Boys, which I'm going to speak about now. So, this Sunday in the London Cup, very eventful Sunday for many teams, but i just let you know how the teams have gone on. AFC Brixton, they uh, they went on to beat uh, Westminster Wanderers 3-2. Grand Athletic, they went on to beat Clapham Rovers 3-1. Um, South London Panthers, they beat Sh- Chevelle 4-0 to progress. Uh, that's not to progress, sorry. That's a, a league game. And another league game was Golden Eagles. They've gone on to beat Birmingham City Town 3-1. In um, a very painful, painful result to inform you of. Um, Bayern never losing. The great, the mighty, still great, still mighty. Um, they went on to lose 4-3 against last season's London Cup finalists, Gava All-Stars who well. are No joke of a team clearly getting to the final last year. I think two years in a row. I might be wrong on that, but I heard someone say that it might be two years. But I know definitely last year they were in the final. And the biggest result of the weekend probably... Um, around the London Cup was M-Boys going on to beat Rising Ballers 3-2 because I know most listeners will know about Rising Ballers and know the quality of play they have and the, the calibre of team they are so it was a real shock to everyone but I'd like to say it the Met League showing that they're great again the Met League showing that they've got good quality in that league and they shouldn't be slept on they really shouldn't um, yeah I'll be back as soon as possible hopefully next week hopefully more regularly But yeah, have a good evening.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Southern Sunday Football League section of All Around the Leagues. Now, as I record this, there has been no official confirmation that grassroots football will be suspended until December. However, I think it's fair to say that everybody involved is assuming the worst and probably at this point the inevitable. But for this week, let's get cracking. As has been the case for the last few weeks, a ton of cup games took place. So as usual, I will be going through the league results first and then I will do all of the cup games at the end. Let's get straight into the Graham Dodd Premier Division. AFC Putney beat Parklife by two goals to one. Wimbledon Town lost at home to Southwest Rangers by three goals to one. And Battersea Park Rangers beat Albion by seven goals to nil at King's House Sports Ground. In the Tony Eldridge Championship, Lazio beat Clapham Newtown by seven goals to three. Bath Old Boys United beat Cosmos United by two goals to nil. And ourselves, Sporting Continental, we beat Battersea Dogs in the first versus third match and we won that game by three goals to one. I will say this, Battersea Dogs on the day especially the first half were probably the better side however we took our chances and we put our chances away so stay tuned for the video that will be out on friday on our youtube channel just go on google and search sporting continental and we should come up and if you don't find us on google just search it up on youtube and that should come up don't forget to subscribe it's absolutely free it's not going to cost you anything but it shows us massive support in the bob dixon league one Barking Mad beat Norton FC by 5 goals to 3. And Club Football Vale lost at home to Teuton and Celtic by 4 goals to 3. One game took place in League 2. And Rebelsdale Rovers lost 1-0 to Sporting Crabs. In League 3, Dara FC lost by 2 goals to 1 to Wimbledon Wolves. Harbert Rovers beat London Brooks. In a high-scoring match, that game finishing 9-5. In League 4, AFC Mortlake lost at home to Magpie Recruitment by 3 goals to nil. Merton Athletic beat Locomotive Wimbledon by 2 goals to 1. And Southside United lost by 4 goals to 1 at home to Q and B team. In League 5, AFC South London Reserves lost by four goals to two to Newlands FC over at Kimber Road. And Real El Madrid, lost by three goals to one at home in Clapham Common against Westminster Wanderers' third team. In League 6, Junction Elite's third team drew 1-1 with UBLC FC Old Boys. St Matthew's Project, lost by four goals to three to London Ravens' B team. Westminster Wanderers' under-23s, and St. Cuthbert's Casuals game was postponed, as well as Clapham Common FC and Morden Rangers. In League 7, Peckham Cosmos suffered a heavy defeat at the hands of AFC Poplar Rovers over at Peckham Rye Park. AFC Poplar Rovers coming out the winners on that game by 7 goals to 1. And Southwest Athletic lost by 5 goals to 1 to ACT Arantes United over at Barn Elms. Finally, in League 8, Junction Elite's fourth team lost by three goals to one to Blase Ballers. And Lions United and Balem and Clapham Albion shared the points as the game ended in a 4-4 draw. So let's now move on to the many cup games that took place. We'll start with the Brian Howard's President's Cup second round. AFC Putney's 11 beat Olympic Mayonnaise by seven goals to nil. In the Brian Howard President's Cup first round, Barnstormers beat Syndicate FC by one goal to nil. East Putney beat Rosendale Sports by five goals to two. And South City beat Somerstown Casuals by eight goals to nil. In the Graham Rodber Shield first round, West End Wanderers and Ballon Badgers played out a 1-1 draw in 90 minutes. That game going to penalties and West End Wanderers scoring four of their penalties with Ballon Badgers only scoring two. West 10 Wanderers are free on penalties. In the Donovan Thomas Cup first round, Clapham Wanderers lost by four goals to two to Northcote Rangers. And Top Deck FC beat Parklife B's team by three goals to one. In the Ken Bailey Cup first round, Q & first team lost by two goals to nil to Wimbledon Commoners. And Kudos Athletic beat Real Dundonald by four goals to two. In the Marcus Lipton Cup first round, AFC Bluebirds lost by 5 goals to 4 to Dara FC's reserves. Putney Pacers beat Victoria Line Velocity by 5 goals to nil. And Vale County beat Kings Athletic by 3 goals to nil over at Clapham Common. In the Marcus Lipton Cup second round, Ballon Mariners and Junction Elite's second team played out a 3-3 draw on normal time. AFC South London's first team beat LMTFC by two goals to one. Wig Army lost by five goals to nil to Painter's Community. Junction Elite's second team drew 3-3 with Ballon Mariners, that game going to penalties and Junction Elite's second team coming out 5-4 winners. And now Junction Elite's first team beat Ellsfield FC by six goals to nil. Let's move on to the FA Cup competitions now. In the London FA Sunday Junior Cup second round, Clapham Common lost by two goals to nil to Chelsham Athletic. In the London FA Sunday Trophy second round, South London Giants lost by three goals to one to Mildene FC. And finally, in the London FA Sunday Challenge Cup second round, Clapham Rovers lost by three goals to one to Grand Athletic. Westminster Wanderers narrowly lost out to AFC Brixton by three goals to two. And Bay T squad beat Swag FC by one goal to nil. So that's it for us for this week in the Southern Sunday Football League section. Hopefully we'll be back next week, fingers crossed. If not, then I'm sure we will be back in December at some point. And in that time, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, check us out, Sporting Continental on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button i guarantee you'll like some of our videos and if you don't i guarantee you will at least be impressed with some of the graphics in the meantime if we do go into lockdown make sure everybody stays safe look after your loved ones if you are struggling remember it's okay to not be okay reach out to someone and have a conversation with them even if it's not to talk about problems and things you're going through even if it's just a distraction feel free to hit us up on instagram or twitter for anyone that's going through anything crazy have a chat with us we're here for you and with that being said for this week we're out
10: welcome to this week's Watford Sunday League podcast Firstly, I would like to apologise for no podcast being done last week. Unfortunately, this was due to circumstances outside of our control. This week, we're going to look at the games played on Sunday, the 1st of November, uh, and also forward to those games hopefully due to be played on the 8th of November. Also, because of no podcast last week, I will do a quick review of the league tables and top goal scorers as of the 1st of November. This week saw the Eric Hand Challenge Cup second round games, and First Division Catterby Rangers caused a major upset with a 1-0 extra time win over Premier Division title contenders Evergreen. The underdogs were the team in control for a majority of the game, but chances were at a premium for both sides. The game ended goalless after 90 minutes, and with the game in the second period of extra time and heading towards a penalty shootout, Casabury got the decisive breakthrough when a Sam Parker cross was taken down expertly by Taylor Asundo, whose touch took him past the defender and he was brought down by the Evergreen goalkeeper. The resulting penalty was slotted into the bottom left-hand corner by Joe Mortimer. Old Valerians were the other Premier Division side to be knocked out by a lower-ranked opposition, as they suffered a 5-4 home defeat to 2nd Division Dombar, this after losing a 4-2 lead in the final minutes. The comeback was completed in the second half of Extra Time when Matt Byrne scored the winner. Two other 2nd Division sides also made it through. Cheshire United and West Hearts by defeating 1st Division opponents ACF Bedmond and Langleybury Cricket Club 3-2 and 5-2 respectively. The game between the top two in the Premier Division Sun Postal Athletic and Oakview saw Oakview win 3-1. The two other all-top-flight ties saw Chorleywood Club and SC Unicorn, with Chorley Wood Club needing an extra time to beat St. Joseph's 4-1, whilst SC Unicorn defeated Fox and Stone 4-3. The only all-first-division tie saw Oxy Spartans beat Maple Cross comfortably 4-0. The other 1st Division side through are Bushy Rangers who defeated 2nd Division Soccer 4-1. The remaining game saw 2nd Division FC Woodside beat 3rd Division Sparta Phoenix 3-1. There were also two ties in the Dennis Jackson Intermediate Cup 1st round. WDFC beat Skyline 3-0 and Chalfont Saints just edged past Woodside Wanderers 3-2. In Division 1, there was only one game, which saw Railway Arms hold leaders North Watford to a 1-1 draw, the second in three weeks, with both sides scoring in the final few minutes. Again, in Division 2, there was just one game, And St. Mary's Harefield move up into second place in the table with a 6-1 win over ACS Milan, who have now lost all of their seven opening games. In Division 3, Hertfordshire Eagles opened up a four-point lead at the top of the table with a 3-1 win over South Hearts, the only side so far to take points off them with a 1-1 draw back in September. It was a good morning for the bottom two sides in the table, King George and Francis George. King George had a first win of the season with a 4-2 win over third place Watford Athletic. Francis George held Watford Sports to a 3-3 draw for their first ever point. Inter are certainly the informed side as they made it four games unbeaten with a third win This time, a 2-0 win over Batchworth. The side, they suffered a 7-0 Cup defeat to just five weeks ago. The win has sent them up from the bottom to fifth place. At the moment, we don't know yet where the games will be able to go ahead next Sunday, the 8th of November. But, assuming they are, in the Premier Division, St Joseph's faced Chorleywood Club for the second time in as many weeks after that 4-1 extra-time defeat in the Challenge Cup last Sunday. In Division 1, third-placed AFC Leesden faced an improving railway arms who held lead leaders at North Watford twice in the past few weeks. In Division 2, Leaders Donbart will hope to build on their cup upset of last week against Skyline, whilst unbeaten soccer face FC Woodside. Finally, in Division 3, league leaders Hertfordshire Eagles face the division's inform side, 5th placed Inter, whilst the sides in 3rd and 4th place face off against each other with Watford Athletic. Playing Chelfont Saints. Looking back at the league tables as of Sunday, the uh, 1st of November, after the matches, in the Premier Division, Sun Sports Athletic are still top, uh, having played seven games with 16 points. Oakview are second, having played six games and are four points behind with 12 points. Evergreen are in third having played five games with 12 points. They're then followed by Everett Rovers-Reed in fourth, Chorleywood Club in fifth, both on nine points, St. Joseph's and Rifle Volunteer in sixth and seventh on six points, and Old Falerians in eighth, also on six points. At the bottom in ninth place is FC Unicorn on four points, and bottom of the pack are Fox and Stone with just the three points. In Division 1, North Watford are still at the top, having played eight games, winning six of them on a total of 20 points, and still remaining undefeated in the league. Cassidy Rangers sitting second, also having played eight games on 19 points, and AFC Leavesden are third with 13 points after seven games. Fourth are Maple Cross on 10 points. Then Langley Berry Cricket Club a 5th with 9. Bushy Rangers 6th with 9 points. Oxy Spartans 7th with 7 points. Ricky AFC 8th with 6 points. Railway Arms ninth now with 5 points. And firmly at the bottom of the table are AFC Bedmond after 5 games with just the 4 points. In Division 2, Dunbar sit top after six games with 15 points. St Mary's Harefield, having played seven games, one game more, are second with 13 points. Soccer a third after five games with 13 points. And WDFC, having just played the four games, a fourth with 12 points. In fifth are FC Metropolitan Hearts, on 12 points, FC Woodside with 10 points, 7th Chess United with 6 points, 8th ERFC with 6 points, 9th Skyline with 5 points, 10th West Hearts with just a single point, and ACS Milan are rooted firmly to bottom with no points from their opening 7 games. In Division 3, Uh, At the top, Hertfordshire Eagles on 19 points after seven games. Watford Town, after six games, a second with 15. Watford Athletic with 13 points, a third. Fourth, the Chelfont Saints with 12 points. Inter, a fifth with 11. Watford Sports, sixth with 10. Sparta Phoenix, seventh with eighth. Then followed by Woodside Wanderers in eighth. South Hearts in nine. Latchworth in 10th, King George moved themselves off the bottom with 11 points and Francis George firmly stuck at the bottom with just the one point from seven games. The top goal scores as of the 1st of November. In the Premier Division, Tom Kennedy tops the charts for Oakview with six goals followed by Chris Blunden for Oakview with five, Michael East Chorleywood Club with four, And then uh, you've got uh, Ish Hayu from Rifle Volunteer with four. Tom Shaw with four from Jorley Wood Club. Ben Adams from Evergreen with three. Division one, Coram Chase from Caspi Rangers with 11. Jack Carter from AFC and eight. Joe Mortimer from Caspi Rangers with eight. Liam Coles from Oxy Spartans. And Connor Flanagan from North Watford with seven. And Alex Angrunu from Ricky AFC with six. In Division Three, you've got Cole Swan from St. Mary's Harefield, clearly in front with sixteen. Leandro Mateus from Soccer FC with eight. Matt Byrne, Tyler, Matt Byrne rather from Domebar, Tyler Connor from Soccer, Ben Dunton from WFC, and Tom McGuinness from FC Metropolitan Hearts, all with seven goals. In Division Three, uh, Lewis Smith from Watford Town is in front with ten. Will Jones and Charlie Kimpton from Chelfon Saints and Hertfordshire Eagles, respectively, are both on nine. And then Aidan Brennan from Chelfon Saints, Bradley Lodge from Watford Athletic and Neil O'Shea from Chelfon Saints are all on seven. That's all for this week's podcast. We hope to be back with you next week, obviously providing the games can go ahead.